0: You're listening to the John Clark cast where we're all about mastering private practice, making more money and helping more people. Uh, In this episode, it's a solo episode. I'm sitting down and telling you my eight tips for what to do when you're stuck. It's a fun one. You don't want to miss it. Let's dive in. I so appreciate you being a part of this show. It really means a lot to me. And the only thing I ask for you, from you in exchange is that you help me keep growing the show. So um, take a second now, pause this episode, and then find your favorite episode wherever you're listening and text it to three or four of your therapist friends right now. It's really easy to do wherever you're listening, especially on iTunes. You just say, share this episode, copy the link, paste it into a text message for a handful of people and just let them know that you're, you got something out of that episode. Um, that's all I ask. So do me that favor. I appreciate it. Appreciate it in advance. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm glad you're here with me today, and we're not going to waste any time. We're just going to get right into it. So in this episode, I'm going to be telling you exactly what to do when you're stuck in your business and the creative process, etc. Uh, maybe with a new idea within your business or for another business, etc. I think uh, the reality is we're going to we're going to get stuck along the way. Um, that's just the nature of it. And I think it's also the nature of, uh, being a business owner. And for many of us working in some form of isolation, right? Uh, even if you're a group practice owner working in some form of isolation as the person running the business. So, um, it's easy to get stuck and to also get kind of stuck in your head. And when you, when you stay stuck for too long, um, things can start to kind of fall apart a little bit. And when they start falling apart a little bit, I think what happens is you you get more doubt in your mind. So <clears throat> part of it is how we deal with being stuck, how we get unstuck, but also what we make of it. You know, the thoughts we have about the fact that we're stuck in the first place. So that's what I would say right off the bat is that uh, that first of all, it's not only normal, but it's inevitable for you to get stuck on the way. But it's what you do. When you're stuck, and again, what you make of it—that really, that really makes a difference, and um, it makes makes uh, you know, difference between those who move through their challenges and those who get more stuck. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, if you've ever tried to get a car unstuck, a, a car that's completely stuck in the mud, and if you really try to force it and do what most people do their first reaction is to slam on the accelerator and that spins the wheels and spins them deeper and deeper and deeper into the mud. And if you've ever been in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know how hard it is to get the car out um, at that point. So what you what you don't want to do when you're stuck is panic and hit the accelerator, whatever that means for you and your business. Um, but instead, you should think about doing uh, these these eight things that I'm about to walk through. So number one is to actually step back from your business. So if we're going with this analogy of a car stuck in the mud, get out of the car, <laughs> step back from it, even walk away from it for just a minute, because part of what's challenging is the realization that, oh crap, I'm stuck. What does this mean? Am I going to get out? Am I going to need a tow truck? Is this going to be expensive, etc. So we, we can over-evaluate things incredibly fast. And, uh, many of us, are, are anxiety prone, myself included. And so you're going to be looking for the worst. Uh, our, our brains are really wired to look for the worst, in fact. So I think it's only natural that we end up, you know, looking for the worst. So the first thing you do is you step back from your business, or in this case, you know, you st- you really step back from uh, the, the stuck situation that's going to be A really important first step. If you're not already stepping back from your business on a regular basis, you really, really, really need to. Uh, This is something I learned the hard way by constantly working, not taking enough time off, um, and and in exchange, completely smothering my business and really having no um, no vision or no perspective on it um, because I was so in it. So maybe many of you can relate to this feeling. So step back from your business, take some time, take a day off, take the afternoon off, um, and resist the urge to give into those thoughts that creep in thoughts like, Oh, I don't want to lose that, that revenue. Or what if my clients never come back? Or what if my clients are mad at me if I cancel the day or, you know, the rest of the day or whatever it is, uh, you're going to be fine. Your business is going to be fine. That's, that's just the matter. That's just the fact of the matter. So always, always step back from your business when you're stuck. Number two is remember why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I'm just realizing that in my list, I have one that's kind of redundant. So <laughs> uh, Number two and four are a little similar, but um, we're just going to go with it. It's just going to really drive that point home. You'll see. So remember why you're doing what you're doing. I think. Um, And if you've been listening a while or following along for a while here or or with me on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, you know that um, I'm really big on therapists knowing why they're doing what they're doing. What I don't like is when therapists are just doing random stuff. Um, random stuff in the business. Usually it's marketing related and usually therapists have no idea what they're doing, whether it's posting to Pinterest or being really active in Facebook groups or passing out flyers or whatever whatever it is, right? Um, and not really knowing why they're doing it and also not being able to measure whether it's working or not. So you have to remember um, why you're doing what you're doing, right? And even in terms of the specific tasks that you're getting stuck on, you really have to think, to yourself, how essential is this task? And if I were to not do it, what would happen? Would there be any consequence? That's an essential question you need to ask yourself. In other words, if I don't do this task, will I still have the same outcome, right? If I don't do this Pinterest thing or go to this networking event or whatever it is, then is my business still going to um, produce the same result? That's a huge question. And one that you have to ask yourself over and over and over again, and really no one can answer that question except you. And you also have to be honest with yourself because the other thing that we get into sometimes is we rationalize continuing the behavior um, because of cognitive dissonance, right? Because of uh, you know a, a resistance to look at our our ineffective behaviors, you know. So we always have to keep an eye out for that. Um, little side note. Uh, my uh my washer is going in the other room my clothes washer is going in the other room and it's on that really intense spin cycle where it kind of spins out all the water and it's basically vibrating through the wall a little bit so usually i can avoid doing laundry at this time but right now i can't because i'm going on a trip tomorrow so um just bear with me if you can hear that and if you can't then uh that's that's great um So, uh, remember why you're doing what you're doing. Number three, revisit your vision. Now, if you don't have a vision for your business, if you don't have a clear, uh, a clear, a clear vision and a clear, uh, kind of roadmap for where you're going, then what you're doing at any given point, isn't really going to make sense. It's not really going to. Um, it, it actually, it's going to make it a lot harder to get unstuck if that's the case. So you, your vision is, yeah, it's where your business is heading over the next one month, three months, one year, five years, etc. And without that vision, it's really, really hard to get unstuck. Because what happens is the the business and everything that we have to do within it starts to feel really obligatory all of a sudden, really, really, really obligatory. And it feels like a job, not a business that we own and that we created and that we love. So you have to revisit uh, your vision and where you're going. And it's a good time to, to do that when you are kind of stepping back from your business anyway. You know, this kind of classic idea of working in your business versus on your business. Very important distinction to make for yourself. And I think my washer is either slowing down completely or taking a pause so it can ramp up into another spin cycle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, number four is reconnect with your why. And I was telling you, this is kind of, well, it's kind of similar to number two, but also kind of different. So number two, remember why you're doing what you're doing is more about the task at hand, right? And, and thinking and, and examining is what I'm doing essential to the outcome that I'm aiming for. Whereas number four, it is a bit different now that I think about it. Number four, reconnect with your why is why you got into doing what you're doing in the first place, right? Why do any of this? Why be in private practice? Why grow the business? Why see more clients? Why be a therapist in the first place? You know, I've, I've, uh, had plenty of times, especially when times are tough or the business is really challenging me where I've had to really think, um, why am I doing this? Why did I get into this? Why is this important to me? Um, you have to kind of renew your vows, so to speak with, with the fact that you're a therapist and the fact that you own and run a business. So I think you have to do that. Um, you have to do that over and over again so that your, your commitment to your business really stays fresh and stays, uh, stays, uh, fortified. So, uh, number five, uh, just give it time. Time is, is really, really valuable and, and a combination between stepping back from your business and giving it time. I think that's a very powerful combination. If you are just feeling like, you know, this business is, is not doing what I want it to do. It's not growing the rate I want it to, or maybe you haven't been profitable for a while, or you can't find the perfect clinician to join your practice, et cetera. Or you can't get this digital marketing stuff down. Then, you know, you might be, uh, yeah, you, you might just benefit from giving it time, either giving it time with your current efforts and trusting that they are enough, which is really hard to do, um, or again, just stepping back from it entirely and giving it some time. Sometimes, uh, well, oftentimes we can't see the, um, the consequences of our behaviors right away, and so we're not very connected to them. It's the same way of like eating something that's pretty bad for you and not seeing the connection between that and like maybe health consequences down the road or something like that. We, we don't see those connections very well. And it's the same thing for working on your business. Uh, this was a big realization for me just this year, this, or last year was this idea of like cause and effect basically. So some of the behaviors that I would take today, um, might not make huge differences today, but they are compounding and they make huge differences over time. So, um, uh, even as an example, like creating a piece of content or creating this podcast today, um, is not going to change the world or completely change, you know, my world when it releases. Uh, when it releases, but the compounding uh, effects of this podcast and all 100 and you know 18 or 19 or whatever, however many we've done, all the pieces of content across all of our platforms, etc., all of those things add up to and result in the outcome that I'm really shooting for, right? Which is to help more therapists. That's really it. So, um, yeah, sometimes it really is about stepping back and just trusting and giving it time, which again, is not always in our nature. We want things now, we want things fast. We want to see the immediate result uh, and the immediate impact of what we're doing, but it's just not always that simple. It's not always really up to us and we need to be in this for the long haul. okay so number six uh don't force your creativity this is something that i think um is is easier well it's easier said than done because on one hand you have a workflow you have things to do um in fact how i came up with this episode idea I was feeling kind of stuck today um, it snuck up on me that we needed an episode for today. I had kind of stepped back, um, was working on other things yesterday slash this week. And, um, you know, Laura reminded me that we needed an episode and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. And then I was looking through my notes and I have a list of content ideas on my phone that I'm always adding to and referring to. And for some reason, I can't find it. I still can't find it. And, uh, so I had to just kind of think on the fly and I thought, well, what's a problem, you know, that I see therapists struggling with and let's, try to address that problem in the episode. So part of it is, yeah, you know, um, feeling that moment of stuckness of, oh my gosh, what if I run out of things to talk about? What if, you know, what if I don't have any more episodes in me? What if I don't have other ideas, et cetera? Even though I've been doing this um, a while now, and I, I'll admit have gotten a lot better at it over the years, it's the only way to get better at it is just to do it. Um, I, although I've been doing it a while, it's still, you know, that thought does cross my mind every now and then of like what if I run out of, you know, ideas or things to say. But but the reality is that's just not gonna happen because there's a constant evolution of new things happening in my environment, in the environment, in private practice, and mental health industry, and business and marketing, etc. So there's truly an infinite number of things to talk about. And I could even come back and, you know, often talk about similar themes in the show, um, but just from a slightly different angle. And that's still providing unique, you know, a unique piece of content and value to, to you all. So um, you just can't force creativity. You really have to roll with it, right? So again, when I sat down today and felt stuck about what am I going to talk about in this whole episode, I decided to talk about what to do when stuck. So there's a double benefit there of me, you know, kind of uh, practicing what I preach and um, and sitting down and talking about this stuff, and then doing it. So there's that. All right, we are um, nearing. Uh, we've got two more here. So number seven. Uh, this is one of my favorite principles that I've talked about a lot. Um, it's it's 20 your efforts. So the idea is that um, you know twenty percent of your efforts yield eighty percent of your results. And there's a lot of I think different ways of kind of illustrating this principle, but the idea that that I was once taught was uh, this idea of a, a tomato farmer who, where who every you know every season he would plant uh, let's say he would yeah he would plant all of his seeds and what he realized is that about twenty percent of those seeds yielded eighty percent of his crop every single um, season, so it's about finding what that twenty percent is for you um a, a lot of this has to do with how you spend your time and what you focus on where you spend your money even which is just a resource um in itself and again we, we have a way of clinging to things that actually just aren't working at all and for some reason we we stick with them um, for the sake of maybe not wanting to let go or not wanting to admit that hey this thing isn't working etc and you really need to eighty-twenty it so Like, let's say right now, um, you were, let's say you were working, you know, 40 hours a week on the business and all of a sudden you only had 10 hours a week to work in the business. If you only had 10, um, what would you do, right? What are the exact things you would do to produce the same exact outcome? Um, And again, only you can know what those things truly are. And sometimes it's even a process of elimination, right? Or so using the Pinterest example, again, I was working with a therapist yesterday who was saying, yeah, I do this Pinterest thing and I post things and people find the post and then they go to my website, but that's not really getting me clients. So we talked through that and basically said, okay, so that's really not working for you because you're, you are providing value. In this case, it was about eating disorders. But those people aren't looking for a therapist. They're looking for a piece of information, right? Or a resource or an infographic or something. So, you know, she said, well, so you mean I don't have to do Pinterest? And I'm like, yeah, uh, you definitely don't have to do Pinterest, nor should you, right? Because it's just simply not working and it's not its not part of, you know, its it's not part of the process of getting in front of people looking for a therapist right now, so you have to 80, 20 your efforts. And sometimes that means, or oftentimes that means eliminating things. And in her case, it meant eliminating Pinterest and she was really relieved by it. So don't be afraid to do that for yourself. You can always add it later. If for some reason you stop posting to Pinterest and your business plummets, but I bet it won't. <clears throat> Number eight, uh, ditch perfect for good enough once and for all. This is an absolutely huge one. And that's why we're going to end on it. But basically you know, so many therapists and just people in general get completely focused on perfect. This blog post has to be perfect. This website has to be perfect. The copy has to be perfect. You know, my, the email I'm going to send to my email list has to be perfect. You know, this business has to be perfect before I move forward with it. Well, that kind of perfection paralysis, so to speak, and I just made that up, I think, (laughs) It's got a nice ring to it. That perfection paralysis is is real and is completely blocking you from doing better in your business. The best business owners that I know and in and, and all honesty, the people that make the most money, their stuff is so imperfect. Their stuff is so just good enough. Their website, their copy, you know, their Facebook ads, their email list, whatever. It's so just good enough because they're really focused on the outcome and they're focused on providing value to people you know, to their customers and clients and audience, etc., or whoever they're serving. So I think you have to, you have to really get that through your mind once and for all, and you have to really just embrace imperfection. Uh, I was looking the other day at our YouTube channel and actually the highest ranking, the highest watched, uh, you know, video on our channel is like my least favorite video. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I don't know. I don't like what I said in the beginning. I stuttered a bunch, uh, you know, like some there's some parts of it that just look weird to me. I look weird at some point to me. Um, there's just imperfections all over it. And even though that video has gotten viewed more than any other videos on our channel, I'm like, oh, should I take it down? It's not perfect. It's not good. It's not perfect. You know, I could do it better. I could be recorded, etc. But again, the reality is, people are responding to it. People are liking it. People are watching it. And that's that's all there is to it. It's not really up to me. Um, And if I were to go back and loop around and get obsessive about the details and, you know, make sure that my shirt looks right and all this stuff, then uh, I would just create so much work for myself and I would be further from the outcome that I'm looking for in terms of my business goals. So that's an example of having to ditch perfect for good enough and to do it once and for all. So um, do your best with all of these things. This is what to do when you're stuck. So real quick, the one through eight, one was step back from your business. Two is remember why you're doing what you're doing. Three is revisit your vision. Four is reconnect with your why. Five, just give it time. Six, don't force creativity. Seven, 80-20, your efforts. And eight, ditch perfect for good enough once and for all. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I Like I've said before, I always enjoy doing the soul episodes. And I'm also trying to get a bit better at just delivering you the exact kind of value that you're looking for, delivering you exactly what you're looking for in listening to this episode. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully you're liking that. Uh, I always want your feedback. So please, um, even for this episode in particular or the show in general, et cetera, if you have advice, suggestions, feedback for me, um, uh, please just let me know, just let me know. John at the is my current email address. <laughs> I've got a handful of email addresses. I'm working on that. Um, But I would love to hear from you, john at thejohnclark.com. Shoot me a quick email. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Otherwise, like I've said, uh, like I said at the beginning, um, I want to, you know, we've got to keep growing this show. I need this show to be bigger. I want it to be bigger. I want to reach more people. And I really need your help in doing that. So if you're listening to this episode right now, um, you're listening. It's free. I'm not charging you anything. And I'm happy to do that. And do that in exchange for you helping me grow it. So, share your favorite episode with three or four or five or six therapist friends right now, right after this episode. Just knock it out. Even through iTunes, you can click share this episode, copy the link, and then text it to a bunch of friends and say, hey, you know, I like this is my favorite episode of the show. You might like it, you might get something out of it. So, um, that's it for this week. I hope you guys are having a good week. Have a good rest of your week. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you very soon. Thanks for being here. Cheers.